0: Hello, and welcome back to the Women's Soccer Podcast. I am your host, LDG, and today's episode is solely based on the topic of the NWSL playoffs, which will be starting tomorrow. This is a fan guide for people that are maybe new to the NWSL, and at the same time, we're also going to be breaking it down bit by bit for people that are true. Warrior and WSL fans. Before we get into the episode, I have a special message. You may be wondering, how can you support the only kid one women's soccer podcast out there? Well, there's two ways that you can do it for free. Besides listening, of course. Number one, you can follow us on Instagram. It's at the underscore women's underscore soccer underscore podcast our profile picture just so you know is our logo which you can see on apple podcasts also by following us on apple podcasts which you can do by clicking the top right and the top the three dots on the top right hand corner of your screen as you're listening to this podcast right now you will get notified every single time we drop a new episode. So please be sure to follow us on not just Instagram, but also Apple Podcast. Thank you so much, and let's get back into the episode. You must be wondering, how does the NWSL playoffs work? Well, the NWSL is a 12-team league, in, which is, and it's the top flight of American professional women's soccer. Six teams qualified for the playoffs, and this weekend is the quarterfinals. San Diego Wave, who are the 3-seed, are hosting the 6-seed Chicago Red Stars, and the Houston Dash, who are the 4-seed, are hosting the Kansas City Current, who are the fifth seed The two teams that finished 1st and 2nd, the LL Reign and Portland Thorns, get a bye. Tomorrow, you will see two quarterfinal matches. The match between the Houston Dash and Kansas City Current can be viewed at 5 p.m. Eastern time on Paramount+. The second matchup of the day, which is the San Diego Wave versus Chicago Red Stars, featuring superstars such as Alex Morgan and Mal Pugh, that is can be viewed at 10 p.m. Eastern time on CBS Sports Network. Okay, you must be wondering, LGG, what is your take on how the playoffs are going to fall out? Well, in my personal opinion, I think that this weekend, the teams of the home crowds are going to have big advantages. Both teams have crowd of 20,000 plus fans. With the Houston selling out with Houston having a sellout crowd of 20,000 people, I think that the dash will be propelled to a 2-0 victory with a goal from Ebony Salmon and maybe one from Michelle Prince. I'm not sure about the second one, but I think that the Dash will get a 2-0 victory over the current. The current have kind of staggered at the end of this season, Um, and I think that the Dash's momentum from this season, having it be the first time they've ever made the playoffs, it's also the first time for the new franchise, well, the rebranded franchise of the current, to be in the playoffs. So it's all around, it's a big game for both of these two franchises. First time that the franchise has played in the playoffs. I just think that the Houston Dashes team is a little bit more fully developed. I think that if you had Sam U.S. and Lynn Williams in the pitch for the current, it would be a completely different story. But as we know, they have been injured all season with ACL injuries And those two are two of the best players in this league. And so it's really disappointing to see them not playing on the field tomorrow. But at the same time, you'll still see a lot of firepower on both ends. I think it'll be a high action, high drama game ending with the dash on top and 20,000 fans being treated to a wonderful performance from the home side. In the second match between the San Diego Wave and the Chicago Red Stars, you can expect to see a lot of firepower on both ends. Even though this is a 3-6 game, I think that this game, at least in my opinion, will have more competition on both ends of the pitch. I think that if we have the prospects of seeing Mallory Pugh facing Alex Morgan, although then again, both of them are still going under injury protocol. So this is big. These two players are two of the best players in the NWSL at scoring and putting the ball in the back of the net. And this offseason, if either of these teams want to progress, they'll need both of those players to be their leader up to top. However, Mallory Pugh and Alex Morgan both were injured or and or missed the game for personal reasons. So it is unclear whether they will both be fit and ready to go for the next match for their first playoff game. I see this as being a more competitive one. And I think that this game is going to go to a penalty shootout. At least that's what I'm hoping for. I think it's going to be a 2-2 game in regulation. And even though the other game I predicted was 2-0, that one went to extra time. I just think that the dash of more depth. So I think that this game, though, however, is more even. Between the Wave and the Red Stars, I think it's going to go to penalties, and it's going to be a 2-2 game. I think that both teams know how to score the ball but I think that both teams have suffered a lot of defensive injury problems, have had to play um, a very different team on at, at their back line than they would have expected, although both teams have incredible goalkeepers. So it'll be an interesting game, although I think it'll be 2-2. On penalties, attacking-wise, we all know the Wave have more depth than the Red Stars, so I think if it went to penalties, I think that the wave would get the W. But again, that's just my opinion. Now, based on my predictions, I went with the two. Um, um, I went with the two favorites in those games. But I'm gonna shake it up a little bit in this next round. We have the Dash playing the O.L. Uh, well rain, and we have the um, Portland Thorns playing the. San Diego wave let's look at some previous meetings between these two teams to make a true analytical based decision on the semifinals okay first let's look at the match up between the OL rain and the Houston Dash this season the rain and the dash during the regular season played twice with the rain coming out on top in one match and the dash coming on out on top on the other their first encounter was in the is in uh, early August on August seventh, where the Dash beat the Rain two to one with two goals from Ebony Salmon, but with Megan Rapinoe getting a goal for the Rain. This game, however, is going to be could be very different than the sides we see we see tomorrow, as there will be no Tobin Heath, no Ali Watt, none of those attacking options available on the bench for the. T- for the rain, as they used in this match to try and get that goal back, it'll be interest. It'll be interesting to see how this next affair goes. Remember, Megan Rapinoe got the first goal in that match in the 16th minute, and then Salmon scored two in three minutes between the 53rd and the 55th. In the 53rd minute, and then the 55th minute. So it's a big um, encounter between these two sides. But I think that if you see Maria Sanchez, a front line of Sanchez, Salmon, and Prince in the middle, you could get Schmidt, Groom, maybe a little bit of uh, Marissa Vigiano. At the fullback positions, you'd hope for, if you're a Dash fan, you'd be hoping for Alisa Chapman, Katie Naughton, and then the other positions, to be honest, have been rotated a lot, so... I don't really know what you'd be hoping for, to be honest, in that other center back position, that other right back position. But in goal, you'd want Jane Campbell to step up and be there. This game, in my opinion, doesn't matter as much because it's a little bit earlier on, on in the season than the second encounter, which occurred, as I mentioned, on September 24th. The rain had a midweek game against the Gof- Gotham FC side, and they still came back and they battled the. Um, Houston Dash side to a 2-0 victory. Remember, these are similar to the sides that you could see on um, tomorrow. So it'll be interesting to see what the teams line up with. You know, Rose Lavelle, Megan Arpino, that's such a, just a dynamic force already. And then you add Jordan tema, Um... You could add Bethany Balser to Zora King. Jess Fishlock and Quinn in the middle. Quinn, they are a great player. So technically skilled on the ball. They were an incredible force for Ch- Ch- um, excuse me, Canada at that last Olympics. They are going to be a big piece of this midfield for the rain. And the back line, it's been the l- back line that you've loved all year long if you're an all Rain fan. Lauren Barnes, left to right, Lauren Barnes, Sam... Um, Hyatt, Alana Cook, and Sofia Huerta with Fallon Tolis-Joyce lining up in goal. If they play that lineup, I know I said I'd go for some upsets. I believe that the OL Reign will win that matchup. Next game though, I think I might pick a little bit of an underdog, but let's look at some of the matches first. So the obviously the Thorns and the Wave played each other more than twice in the Challenge Cup, but this is preseason. I don't know if we're really going to count this, but in the preseason tournament of the Challenge Cup, the Thorns played the wave twice, and the Thorns won the first encounter 1-0 to with a goal from Sophia Smith in the fifth minute. They also won the second encounter, although this one, I think, was a little bit more of an active game. Um, there was a lot more pressure from the wave, they were getting—you know—they were an expansion team. That the t- first time that they played the Forens, it was only the wave's second game. But by the end of the Challenge Cup, the wave were finding themselves a little more. But the Pro- the Providence Pro- Park crowd powered the Forens to a two-three-two victory. Um, in the regular season, though, results were a little bit different uh, these, with these two matchups, which is what we're going to look at here. And the Wave know how to silence that Portland crowd as they did earlier this season. But let's look when the Wave played the um, the um, the Thorns early on or on the season. It was a, it was they held it, the Thorns to a two two draw at their old stadium, Torero. They dominated that game with 61% possession and 21 shots, where the Forns only got nine. But the clinical finishing of Sophia Smith from the spot and Christine Sinclair was enough to give them the two-nil lead. However, the Wave fought back with two goals from Taylor Corniak in the 81st and 88th minute. The most recent encounter, which I think is the most similar to what the match will be like on October 23rd, is when the Wave came to... Providence Park right after the thorns lost to the Thor- the thorns lost to the courage they lost both of their games in the women's ICC so they were on a little bit of a cold streak here and Alex Morgan and Kristen McNab com- McNab excuse me completely silenced the Providence Park crowd the Providence Park crowd is usually ruckus but with the wave e- even though they didn't get as many shots or have as much possession of the ball um, they were just more clinical in with their chances in front of goal. Um, the Forens only got one, um, two of their 12 shots on target, whereas the Wave got four of their eight, meaning they were more clinical. Um, and that's what kind of helped the Wave get a 2-0 victory. Although the, the goal that I think is really going to be a blueprint for this wave, the Wave in this the wave side in this encounter if this does happen in real life is that Alex Morgan goal Caitlin Sheridan got the ball the forms were not in position horribly but they weren't in position great they weren't marking Taylor Korniak who is the biggest aerial presence in the NWSL with a height of six foot one she's the biggest field player um she's so tall she won the ball in midfield flicked the ball on to Alex Morgan who had a one-on-one of Bella Bixby and you know if they give those chances to Alex Morgan in that match she will bury every single one of them. So in my opinion I think that the Wave could win this game but I think that the, it's all dependent on whether Alex Morgan and Taylor Korniak are healthy. We know Abby Dalkemper is already ruled out for this first match but at the time I'm recording this it's Saturday morning ten twenty east coast time so We don't know if Alex Morgan or Abby Dahlkemper could be playing. I think that these results would be completely... I mean, sorry, if Abby Dahlkemper is not playing. But if um, Alex Morgan and Taylor Korniak are playing, we don't know how this match would go. And to be honest, I would not favor the Wave in that, even in that quarterfinal if you had said, oh, there's no Alex. You take Alex Morgan, Taylor Korniak, Abby Dahlkemper off the field. But with those three, even if they just get two of them with Alex Morgan and Taylor Korniak... I think that the Wave will be the first ever expansion team um, to, like, new, completely new franchise to make the NWSL final against the O.L. Reign. So, let's take a look at this. What happened between the Reign and the Wave this season? They also played each other in the Challenge Cup, but, you know, we're not going to count that as much as the... They were still, you know, a young team, the way when they played them. But the Wave still did a good job. Again, we saw this with the Thorns results. The Wave struggled at the beginning of the Challenge Cup against, not just against the Thorns, but also against the Rain. In their first encounter, they lost, um... Oh, excuse me. 3-1 to one with goals from Nikki Stanton, Bethany Balser, and Sam Hyatt. And Alex Morgan added on a Constellation goal later on in that match. Um and the 24th minute and the other encounter in the challenge cup again the the um we got more into it as the season went on in uh, as uh, excuse me as their challenge cup went on they um excuse me defeat de- tied the ol rain even though they were down a player kelsey turnbow got a red card for the last she was out for the last 10 minutes of the match and the rain c- still couldn't break through that defense of the uh san diego wave the regular season encounters these are the ones that i care more about and we know if this match did happen in the final it would happen at audi field so no home field advantage this doesn't matter their first although their first encounter was at a um the stadium of lumen field the Rain took a 1-0 win. I remember this match. Rose Lavelle got a diving header off a Sofia Huerta um three-kick. And that's how that match ended. So again, this is at the beginning of the season. We're not gonna judge it as much as we would now, more towards the end of the year. But that's a big that's a big that was a big result for the rain to get their momentum going. The Rain played the wave off actually very early on in the season. Their second encounter was just a few weeks later at Torero Stadium, one of the last games before the U.S. Women's National Team players departed to Mexico um, for the CONCACAFW Championship, and Alex Morgan had a great sending off by scoring a, a goal in the 8th minute, but Jess Fishlock was able to equalize 30 minutes later. That match ended in a 1-1 draw. In my opinion, if it got here, I would be happy for either team. I would love this if we could get an Alex Morgan versus Megan Rapinoe final. I think that would bring great TV numbers, not just for the league, but it's not about that. It would just be the final for the century, and in my opinion, the best final in the NWSL history. If this match were to happen, I think that the OL Reign have more star power. I do. I think that with Rose Lavelle, Jess Fishlock, Sophia Huerta, um, I could go on and on. Just It's not just Megan Rapino on that team. There's so many other incredible players. And if that result does happen, congratulations to the O.L. Reign. But this playoffs is so open. Any of the six teams in it can be the come the champions. So remember, you can watch um the quarterfinals tomorrow. The first match at 5 p.m. on Paramount Plus between Kansas City and Houston. Second match at 10 p.m. between San Diego and Chicago Red Stars. The next two semifinals would be on October 23rd at 5 p.m. And they would I would all there would also be one later in the evening hosted by the OO Rain. That would be an amazing match. Um, and that one would be at 730 p.m. So the two semifinals would be 5 p.m. and 7:30 p.m both on CBS Sports Network and the NWSL final as a prime time start you can find that on your normal CBS so be sure even if you don't have Paramount plus or um, even if you don't have Paramount Plus or you don't have the uh, um, CBS Sports network, be sure to tune into the NWSL final. It's, um, I believe the coverage starts at 8 p.m. I'm not sure whether the kickoff, it's a little bit, I'm um, confusing. Um, I'm not sure if kickoff is 9 p.m. or if it, that's just the coverage starting. But anyway, the coverage starts on CBS at 8 p.m. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and peace out from your host, L.D.G.